All right, Romans chapter 1. Well, let's read verse 28 tonight. The Bible says there, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. God gave them over. They didn't like to retain God in their knowledge. Job said in chapter 21 and verse 14, Therefore they say unto God, Depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. He said that of the wicked, and he's right. That's exactly the way it is. That's exactly what they say. It's exactly how they feel. You go on and read the rest of that text, it even gets stronger. You know, who is almighty that we should know his ways or do his do his whatever he wants you know we what interest do we have in god a reprobate mind it's the result of of rejecting god that's what this whole thing here is about i mean this is how it winds down to this all that we've been preaching about this you don't start out with a reprobate mind you get one from rejecting God. I've said a lot about a reprobate mind. I guess you could say a lot of different things about it. Everybody wants a simple definition, but there's uh, there's just a lot more about it than uh, you can describe it in a lot of ways. The dictionary, Abe Webster's 1828 dictionary says this, not enduring proof or trial. Wow. So I guess if you fail the test of faith, You'd qualify as a reprobate. Not of standard purity or fineness. Disallowed. Rejected. You know, reprobate silver. There's a verse in Jeremiah that speaks of that and says that reprobate silver. It's rejected because it didn't meet the standard. It was polluted. It was not pure. It was unusable for the purpose for which it was intended. So, that's what a reprobate mind is. It also says that a reprobate means abandoned in sin, lost to virtue or grace. Man, not just lost to virtue, not just abandoned in sin, but lost to grace. Think about that. It's it's when God turns you loose. It's when God exits from your mind, your heart, your life, and leaves you in the darkness. That's what a reprobate mind is. We've talked about that in all of this before, how that that's what this is. God turned them over. He gave them up. He just took his hands off, stopped talking, and let them go. A reprobate mind, it also means abandoned to error or in apostasy. Second Timothy chapter 3. Abandoned to error. Abandoned. Abandoned. A reprobate mind means abandoned of God. Let go. God just moved out. What was the church we were talking about the other day, Terry? We said... Uh, you know, we were reminded of that song. Yeah, I still remember when God lived here. 
Yeah, the one, oh, I know what it was. Yeah, he's talking about Jerry's telling me about his home church. The windows are shuttered. There's locks on the doors. <laughs> That's kind of how your mind is. It's how your heart is when you have a reprobate mind. A reprobate mind is not the cause of sin. It's the result of sin. You need to get that right. That is just so important. And, and see, a lot of the modern preaching turns that around backwards. You sin because you're depraved. You asked a hundred Baptists if you sin because you're depraved or if you're depraved because you sin. And, they'll, and, and 95 of them or more will tell you that you sin because you're depraved. You are depraved because you sin. Don't, what do you think? This thing's all backwards here? They knew God, but they glorified Him not as God. Neither were thankful. And they turned away from God. They rejected God. And so God rejects them. Until they repent. Until they come to themselves. You know, people talk about having a prodigal son. He ain't no prodigal if he hasn't come home. Just remember that. You don't have a prodigal child unless they've come home. He came to himself. He woke up in the darkness. And he got back in his right mind. And he came home. It's a mind that is rejected by God, a reprobate mind is. It, neither God nor anyone else can reason with or deal with a mind that is given over to being a reprobate. You know, we need to realize that. We need to get the idea out of our mind that we can reason with people who have been given up by God. That we can show them and teach them and give them facts and show them videos and, and you know, all of this to reason with their minds. You don't understand what you're trying to reason with. You might as well talk to the wall. God can't even deal with them. Do you understand that? God quit dealing with them. That's what this is all about. A lot of people won't believe that. They say, oh, God never quits. Yes, He does. It says so right here. Repeatedly. He gave them up. He gave them over. He gave them up to vile affections, to uncleanness, and finally, to a reprobate mind. Rejected. Given up. Abandoned in sin. Abandoned in virtue. And abandoned by grace. Wow. There's another part of the Bible that talks about failing of the grace of God. That's what happened to these people. It's what happens to anybody that rejects God. It's a darkened mind it's depraved. It's dysfunctional in, its, in the realm of reality. So, oh, they get along pretty good. No, they don't. Not in reality. Darkened to reality while living in fantasy and imaginations. That's what a reprobate mind is. They live in a... We say it all the time. Well, they live in another world. They're just in la-la land, we say. That's how it is. They are living in another world. In their imaginations. They can't deal with reality. That's why we, we were talking the other night about all this. And you know all this virtual reality and all this video gaming and all this virtual, virtual stuff. It's because 
They can't stand reality. Right. They can't function in reality. They can't think and reason in reality. They don't want to. They said a long time ago, I'm not going to do it. So they just immerse themselves in their imaginary world with the aid of all the gadgets and electronics and stuff that we've got now to help them. Romans chapter 1 and verse 21. They're darkened to reality while living in fantasy and imagination because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Boy, y'all going to know these verses well, aren't you? By the end of this. Darkened. It's a darkened mind. Dark to natural feelings and emotions. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 18 and 19. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, being alienated from the life of God, put out, separated, I mean, put away from, abandoned by. Because of the blind, because of, through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Their, uh, a reprobate mind is darkened to natural feelings and emotions. They won't love their mom and dad. They won't love their children. They won't love their spouse. Natural affections. Yeah. Without natural affection. That's what the verse 31 in this chapter says. Without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection. Implacable and unmerciful. Without natural affection. Mothers who don't love their babies. Well, that's the first thing we think of. Look at all this abortion. What is that if it isn't without natural affection? <laughs> and all the anti-abortion people, they try to stop these young people, and once in a while they do, but most of the time they don't. They can't appeal to their emotions because they have none. Appeal to their feelings. They have none. They're a darkened soul. Their heart is dark. Having the understanding darkened and being alienated from the life of God because of the blindness of their heart. Darkened to the common sense and truth. You know, to do those things which are not convenient, it says there in the verse we read last week, uh, 26 and 27. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their, the women, their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error which was meet, to do those things which are not convenient. Do you know what that means? It means to do things that are against nature and against the natural use or purpose. So see, he's being consistent here all the way through here. He's saying it just like it is. He's using the same words over and over. Convenient, to do those things which are not convenient is to do those things which are against nature that you can see. Who's he talking about? Sodomites. 
But it's not just them. And it's not just what they do. It's everything. Your mind, when you're a reprobate, you're darkened to common sense and truth and facts don't mean anything. Your mind doesn't work anymore in the realm of reality. Facts to you can be made up out of nowhere. Doesn't have to be proven. Doesn't have to be true. You just If you imagine it, it's true. If you think it, it's true. What are these songs, these Disney songs about? Believe it and imagine it. It happens. Your dreams and all of that darkened to the consequences of their actions. A reprobate mind is darkened to the consequence of the actions. <coughs> You're going to ever think about dying? The certainty of death, the fear of death, the fear of God, eternal punishment. They, they're darkened to that stuff. God abandoned them. They have no fear of God. The Bible says so. There's no fear of God before their eyes. They're fat. I mean, they're full of fatness and, uh, and there's no bands in their death. They just live life to the fullest. The wicked. Yes. The psalmist said. He said, I was just about to slip. He said, I thought, I've, verily I've cleansed my hands in vain. I'm wasting my time trying to live for God and live a different kind of life. They got it made. Until I, can, until I went into the sanctuary and then I considered their end. <coughs> And then he started praising God. Yeah. Yes, that he wasn't dark in his mind and heart like they were. Yeah. A reprobate mind, is it is the recompense which is meat. They received in them the recompense which was meat. They got paid for what they were doing. They got what was coming to them. And a reprobate mind is it. Yeah. That's, right. That's what they got from God. A mind that was left alone. By God. Therefore they say unto God, Depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. Isn't that what the people of the, of, uh, the land said to Jesus when he came and delivered the maniac that was in the tombs? They said, Depart from us. Leave us alone. Darkened to the consequences of their actions. What do you reckon happened to those people after that? It is completely just and just what they deserve for doing to God what they've done. To be left in the darkness. To be left to your lust and selfishness <laughs> may sound just like what the rebellious sinner wants. God, leave me alone. They may celebrate it for just a little bit. They may come out and smile and celebrate it and have everybody celebrate it with them and tell everybody how happy they are. But you need to keep watching the story. To be left to your lust and selfishness may be just what the rebellious sinner thinks he wants, but it quickly turns into the Suburbs of hell for him. That's what it does. The fornicator becomes insatiable. You understand what that is? Yes, sir. This doesn't satisfy. Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 28 through 30. Now, this is kind of rough, but Ezekiel said it. 
Thou hast played the whore also with the Assyrians, because thou wast in unsatiable. Yea, thou hast played the harlot with them, and yet couldst not be satisfied. Thou hast moreover multiplied thy fornication in the land of Canaan unto Chaldea, and yet thou wast not satisfied herewith. How weak is thine heart, saith the Lord God, seeing thou doest all these things, the work of an imperious, whorish woman. Told you it's kind of rough, didn't I? That's how it is. That wasn't just uh, figure speech. That wasn't just to Israel. No, that's just how it works. Never satisfied. The adulterer finds that he's the victim of his own sin when he loses the ability to trust anyone in marriage again. His life is ruined along with the lives of his children and hers, her life, and their spouse's lives. Proverbs 6, verse 32 and 33 says this, But whoso committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding. He that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. A wound and dishonor shall he get, and his reproach shall not be wiped away. He destroys his own life. His sin, which God turned him loose on. I mean, that's what happens in these things. This is not some, uh, you know, just some higher level of sin we're talking about here. This is the way sin works. You're not going to do that stuff without you fight God until He leaves you alone and lets you go. Yep. And then you find out that it's just not what you thought it was going to be. Proverbs 23-27 For a whore is a deep ditch and a strange woman is a narrow pit. You are in a trap. A hole that you dug for yourself that you can't get out of now. The sodomite's a fornicator who's just, I don't know how to say it, he's just doubly unclean. He's extra unclean. Fornication's uncleanliness. Adultery's uncleanness, but a a sodomite? My goodness. Do you know they have the highest suicide rates of any group of people? I looked this up today. Do you know that young homosexual people are 14 times more likely to commit suicide than young straight people? How does that? You know what they say the problem is? Is we're the straight. The straight people are the problem because they feel condemned because of us. So if everybody was a queer, why then everybody'd be happy? That's what they think. What did I just tell you about a darkened mind that doesn't think right, doesn't reason right, that lives in fantasy and not facts. Did you know that between thirty and forty-five percent? Think about that. Of transgender people report having attempted suicide. You're talking about nearly half of them say. Say that about themselves. Doesn't sound like that's a very happy way to live, does it? Doesn't sound like that's going too well for them since God has turned them loose. What does this tell us about what being given over to the to your lust does for somebody. Now the drunkard and the drug addict, they lose everything in life. I know some of them. We all know some of them who have lost everything. 
They lose everything in life. Then they lose their health before they slide off into hell forever. Proverbs 23, 29 through 32. Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? Why is your eyes red? Crying. Crying. Who's got all that? Well, here's the answer. They that tarry long at the wine. They that go to seek mixed wine. Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth its, his color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. At the last it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. Well, that don't sound like too good a life to me. Why are churches defending it? Why are preachers backing up and saying, well, it's okay, a little bit's okay. How many people do you think will end up drunkards and in that and have woe and sorrow and redness of eyes and wounds without cause and all that? Because they went to church somewhere and they said, well, a little bit wouldn't hurt you. Mm -hmm. Or the Bible don't forbid it completely. Can't take the Bible and prove that you ought to be a total abstainer. wonder how many people will end up in hell because of that. The thief lives in fear and on the run and his life becomes all about avoiding being caught. You know, when Jesus, when they came to get Jesus there, well, and it says it in two or three of the Gospels, but in Mark chapter 14, verse 48, Jesus answered and said unto them, listen how he put this, are you come out as against a thief with swords and with staves to take me? So that's how a thief lives. In fear of that. They're going to get me. I mean, they're going to get me sooner or later. And when, they're, when they get me, they're not going to be easy with me. Swords and staves. I mean, that's what Jesus said. Are you coming after me like you do a thief? With swords and staves. I mean, sticks, spears and swords. You're going to... <laughs> so a thief lives in fear on the run because he does what he wants he takes what he wants and he does it without any conscience see Proverbs 13 verse 15 God, good understanding and good understanding giveth favor but the way of transgressors is hard so this, this sin and being given up and, and rejecting God and being free from all the chains, it sure ain't what it's cut out to be, is it? No. Doesn't sound to me like it's really what anybody would want. They promise them liberty, but what do they get? Bondage. Psalm 9, verse 15 through 17. Listen to this. The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made. In the net which they hid is their own foot taken. The Lord is known by the judgment which he ex executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. And then the Bible says, Higion. You know what that means? It says, Higion Selah. Well, Higion means murmur. Think on it. It's like 
you read this, and then I would say, mmm, you know, meditate on that a minute. That's what it means. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Selah. Better think on it twice. That's what that's. The wicked shall be turned into hell and the nations that forget God. The wicked shall be turned into hell. You've heard of people talk about hell on earth. That's the life of a sinner when he's turned over. When he's given up, given over, and God gives him up to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. For those who reject God, their pleasure becomes their punishment. Listen to this, Revelation chapter 18, verse 6 and 7. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she hath filled, get this, in the cup which she hath filled, fill to her double. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen and am no widow and shall see no sorrow. You don't get rid of God and live happily ever after. You don't do what you want to do and end up happy about it. You don't prosper. It all turns against you. All the sins that we named here. It's just like when they were in the wilderness and they said, we want flesh to eat. We're sick of this manna. He gave it to them, but it didn't take no time till they were sick to death of it. You ever, what we used to call founder on some kind of food? Yeah, I remember my brother one time, he ate so many Rice Krispie treats that he threw up and he, and he won't eat one to this day. They were good. He had access to as many as he wanted, so he ate until he was sick. Now he won't have any more to do with them. Did you ever do anything like that? Find something you really like and you just eat it and eat it and eat it and eat it until it's just like... Ugh. Sin is that way. All sin is that way. You think it's going to be good. You think it's going to be just what you want. You think that you're going to live, if you could just do this, if you could just have that, you'd be happy. You know it would make you happy. But it's not ever going to make you happy. Your pleasure, your desire is going to turn into your punishment. That's what happens here. I just, I mean, I've proven it from the Word of God over and over and over here. <coughs> and, you know, the rest of this chapter, he, he just, uh, he, he names all these sins. And I don't know just exactly how we're going to deal with that before we end, but right from here, that's where it goes. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And like we said in the, a couple of weeks ago about all this, you know, 
It doesn't mean that a person is hopeless. But boy, listen, <laughs> you're you're flirting with hell. The people who return from this are very few. You know, that's that's the whole deal. When there's more people that are reprobate with a reprobate mind than we think there are. And we don't, and we think that it's just some kind of small, exclusive group that just really goes too far, like the sodomites. You know, most Baptists think it's just sodomites that have a reprobate mind. Oh no, it's not. Oh, no. No, 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 no. no, a sinner has a reprobate mind. That's right. So there is a way back from the darkness, but it is, but <laughs> straight is the gate. And narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. <coughs> I was thinking again about the verse in Peter the other day about if the righteous scarcely be saved, <laughs> where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Barely made it. Barely made it. It's a miracle that any of us, anybody had ever was ever delivered from such darkness. But that's what Jesus came to do. And as and so when God turns somebody over and gives them up, it's the last thing that God can do. Just let them run the course till their sin makes them so miserable, takes everything away from them, leaves them on the very bottom, and then they got one more chance. To look up. Man, you don't want to end up down there. Won't you just love God? Believe Him. Obey Him. Do what He says. It's for our good. It's so that we'll prosper. So that we'll live long on there. So that we'll, you know, be blessed in the field and in our children, in our house, in our marriage. Got what God commands us to do in righteousness. It's the way of peace. It's the way of life. It's the way to heaven. The way to blessings. So let's live that way. Better be careful, careful when you start resisting God. Resisting His truth. No matter how bad you want, whatever it is you got your eye on and your heart attached to, better realize God knows best. Better obey him. Father, thank you for the word of God. Please bless it to our minds and hearts and help us, Lord, to understand these truths and believe them and embrace them and keep them in in the front of our minds. And Lord, help us to live in submission to thee and not not resist you and not turn you away lest we end up like this. Paul even said it about himself, lest I be a reprobate. Lest I be a castaway, he said. And Lord, we ought to live with that same understanding that it could happen if we get too set on ourselves, if we get our eyes on things of this world until our heart attaches itself to them. Great danger. Lord, help each one here to walk circumspectly and to walk close to you and and to realize this world for what it is. And uh, Lord, to look to you and trust you and read your book and learn of you and not just coast along until they run off the rails somewhere and end up in this mess that we just talked about.
Please help us, Lord, to get home. Be these that are sick and watch over us here for the next few days until we meet again, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.